but when we can acknowledge the ever so slight effect of our everyday decisions, we can look at how this habit over time can put us in a downward trajectory. And we may not feel the repercussions right in that moment, maybe not even a month from now or six months or a year from now, but it is taking us one direction or another. Hello and welcome. My name is Shelly Simonson. I'm a mom of four and a fitness and wellness coach with over two decades in the industry. I'm a trauma and cancer survivor living my life now on a mission to help you reclaim your voice, stand in your power, and build the confidence to not simply survive this life, but to thrive and create the life you know is waiting for you. It's time to get out of your own way and be her now. Hello, sister, sister, and welcome to episode eight of the Be Her Now podcast. Episode eight, oh my gosh, we are diving in today talking about the power of habits. And we are going to discuss uh, removing those negative habits that are not enriching our lives and the power of building new habits to help us move forward and build a better life. So if you're feeling stuck and if you're feeling like you're just not knowing where to start and how to start taking action in your life to improve, this is going to be a really good episode for you. So I'm excited about this one. So I heard a saying once that said, first we build our habits and then our habits build our lives and that we don't rise to the level of our goals. We sink to the level of our systems. So the systems we have in place, the the habits that build our lives, a lot of them are on a subconscious level because it's just the way that we've always done things. But when we're trying to change things in our life, we have to evaluate the habits that we have because our entire life is a reflection of the things that we do over and over and over. And a lot of times we aren't even aware of them because they're so deeply ingrained in us. And, and it's just how we live our lives and we don't even question them. And this is why it can be dangerous to not be aware of those habits. So I'm going to give you a quick example of how um, subconscious those things can be sometimes. So I want you to cross your arms across your chest, like you're folding your arms across your chest. And then go ahead and release your arms, shake them out. And now go ahead and do it again, but put the other arm on top this time. I don't think I can even do it. I have to think long and hard about how to do the other arm. Isn't that crazy? So how uncomfortable was that? Was that super weird to you too? That was like, no, this is not how I do things. Let me go back to the old, my old way of doing things. And that's what we do in life. A lot of times we, we can have the best of intentions and we start to try to incorporate something new with the best of intentions, with our new plans and goals to improve in certain areas of our life. And then things get uncomfortable and we're not noticing change right away and we can get discouraged and it's so easy to slink back into our old ways or to um, sink back into our 
old systems to the level of our old self, because that is our comfort zone. And that's a whole lot easier. So there's this really great example in the book, The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy, about the power of incorporating tiny, minuscule, seemingly insignificant changes over time. It's an amazing book that I highly, highly recommend. But he brings home this point about how if you have an airplane sitting on the tarmac in Los Angeles, and if the nose of that airplane is off by even 1%, As that airplane takes off and travels to its destination of New York City, it's going to end up, over the course of that 2,700 miles, it's going to end up over 150 miles off the course of its destination just by a 1% shift in its nose from its starting point. That was mind-blowing for me to realize the significance of how One tiny change over a length of time can ultimately lead us in the wrong destination. So if you look at where your life is today compared to where you want it to be, one of the very first things that we can begin to do is look at our patterns or our habits. So I want to give you a quick glimpse into my life many years ago, before I was aware of this, and before I started to uh, bump out the bad habits and, and incorporate new habits. So I was always the kind of person who was go with the flow, uh, not a structured person, not a disciplined person in my life with the mentality that somebody was going to handle things, somebody else was going to take care of the all the things. And I would take no personal responsibility. I was a victim. I had a victim mentality. And whenever anything would go wrong, the first thing I would do was look for somebody else to blame because it couldn't possibly be my fault. I would sleep until the very last minute that I had to be up in the morning. And most of the time, it I was woken up by one of my kids two inches away from my face asking for breakfast. And that is not a good way to start your day. And we were always in a rush. Mornings were hectic and crazy and stressful. I had no time for myself. And I would squeeze my workouts in whenever there happened to be a free moment. I was never intentional with planning them. My daily activities were um, <clears throat> were manipulated around whatever was going on around me. So I was basically just putting out fires all, all day. I was there if anybody needed me. I was there to clean up messes. I would stop and do whatever I was doing to um, just take care of everything and everyone else. And I was basically living on the defense, never like taking control of my life, never getting ahead on any of my own goals and dreams. And I suppose that can be pretty common. If you're a mom knee deep in motherhood, that can sound kind of like the status quo in your life. And I understand that there are seasons of our life where that like, you know, we're just on autopilot doing mom duties. And that was totally me. But I knew that my future was not going to change unless I made some changes. I was feeling like my future didn't matter. My goals didn't matter. I would stay up late at night after everybody went to bed because that was my quiet time not doing anything productive, just as an escape. 
I would go to my grave defending that that evening quiet time was my quote unquote most productive time of the day for me when in reality I I might have my laptop open with a vodka tonic working quote unquote working while binge watching something on TV. I had it all backwards and I didn't really realize the power of switching that to a solid morning routine, which I'll talk about in a little bit. But once I decided that I wanted more for myself and I was going to have to make some changes, I knew that a morning routine was probably the best place for me to start. I had a newborn at the time and it was really, really hard. It was so hard because I was not getting restful sleep at night. I was waking up tired. Um, You know, if you have a newborn, if you've had any kids at all in your life, you know how elusive sleep is and you've got to take it whenever you can get it. Um, But I would time it where I would, if he was up to nurse at 4 or 5 a.m., instead of going back to sleep, I would just get up. And I knew that I could nap later in the day with him if I needed to. But I had to really force myself to start to implement these new changes in my morning. So I would get up and my plan was to start implementing early morning workouts. And so I started doing that. And I would just set my clock a little bit earlier. I would wake up a little bit earlier. If he still happened to be asleep and he didn't wake me up, I would I would get up. And eventually that evening TV binge, the allure was shrinking because I was loving how I was feeling getting up earlier and having some quiet time and having some alone time in the morning before all chaos broke loose in my house. And before long, I started to add in meditation and prayer and journaling and a quiet cup of coffee all to myself. And morning Shelly was a much more peaceful and positive mom when I would wake up the kids. I had taken care of myself first. I had my morning time alone and with God. And by the time I went to wake them up or they woke up, I was, I was ready. I wasn't resentful of having to start my day with my cup empty. And I also began to read 10 minutes a day. This was a huge, huge change for me. I was hesitant. I was resistant to any personal development reading, which had been suggested for me. I actually took offense that people would think that I need to read any self-help books. And I put it off. I put it off. I put it off. I I was upset that anybody would suggest I needed any help. And it was so... It was that was just that blows my mind now to think of like, it's not an insult when people are are recommending these things for you. But I started to incorporate 10 to 15 minutes a day of reading 10 minutes a day. And I cannot even begin to put a price on how that little tiny habit has affected my life this many years later. Instead of reading fiction, love, mystery, drama, novels, I was reading about mindset, about leadership development, about time management, productivity, confidence, goal setting, goal achievement, and self-worth. I read a quote 
by another author of another habits book um, called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And he says, your habits are how you embody a particular identity. When you make your bed, you embody the identity of someone who's clean and organized. When you study, you embody the identity of somebody who is studious. What identity are you embodying today? Who are your habits helping you become? So I want to encourage you to not ask yourself, what new habits do I want to build? But instead, what type of person do I want to be? Because then you can ask yourself, what type of lifestyle does that person live? What does that person's day look like? And we have to start acting in alignment with who we want to be. If you want to be a more confident woman, what can you implement in your life to help you feel that way? My confidence comes from knowing my worth. So it's important for me to be close to God and to know his love for me. So I spend time every day with him and in his word. When I feel good about myself, I feel confident. So daily exercise has become a habit of mine. I know that scrolling social media can make me feel icky. So I limit my time doing that. And one new habit that I've picked up is that when I feel the urge to scroll, I realized that I, that I have triggers when I am feeling like I want to pick up my phone and scroll. It can be if I'm uh, watching a show and a commercial comes on, I want to pick up my phone. Or if, if I'm with somebody and they get up to go to the bathroom, I pick up my phone. And it's just ridiculous. (laughs) And I don't want to be a slave to my phone. So what I've started doing is I thought, okay, that's going to be a hard habit to break to stop picking up my phone. But what if instead of going to Instagram, I go to Kindle app or the Audible app or to my Bible app or to the podcast app? And I'm actually listening to something productive. And so I felt really good about myself when I recognized that trigger and I changed my behavior around it. That was definitely an eye-opening moment for me. And so when we can shift our habits, we change our life. It doesn't seem like a very big deal, but it turns into a big deal over time. And so the key to building better habits is to find those little things, those little habits that are not contributing to a better future, and to bump them out of the way and replace them with habits that do. And you don't have to completely overhaul your life right now. I don't want you to sit down and say, oh, I do this, I do that, I do this, and this is what I want my life to look like, so I need to cut out all of that. That will be counterproductive. That won't work. So instead, just remember to replace those habits one by one with habits that are going to contribute to the future that you want. And I firmly believe that a really good place to start is with your morning routine. Do you have a morning routine? Yes, you do. That was a trick question. (laughs) We all have a morning routine. But for some of us, our morning routine sets our day up for peace and calm and productivity and positive energy. And for others, their morning routine sets them up to be on the defense 
when you pick up your phone and the first thing you do is scroll Instagram or you're checking the news or you're checking your email or you're woken up by a kid. And if you're not conscious of your daily habits, you're under somebody or something else's control. If the first thing you do in the morning when you open your eyes is check your email, you are at the whim of other people's agendas. You're immediately on the defense because everything coming at you wants your attention. They want your money. They want to sell you something. They want to enroll you in something. They want you to tend to something. So if you can consider leaving your phone in another room overnight, that might be a good place to start. I know that that's easier said than done, but if it's too tempting for you, consider doing that or setting it across the room if you need if you need it for your alarm. I totally, totally get that. It's become for me where I've lost that temptation to scroll. And so instead, so I, I do have my phone next to me, but instead of um, using it right away for social media, uh, I set I, one of my um, habits that I have developed is as soon as my alarm goes off, I take my thyroid medication because I have to take it 30 minutes before I have coffee or any food. So it's a really good opportunity too for me to start chugging water right away and to get a good, you know, 10 to 16 ounces in before I even get out of bed. That's That has become um, a new habit of mine. So maybe when you start to think about creating a new morning routine, if that seems overwhelming for you, I would just encourage you to maybe set your alarm for five minutes earlier, 10 minutes earlier than usual. Take that time and you don't even have to get out of bed, but maybe you're just going to lay there for 10 minutes if this is all brand new to you and use that time for meditation, for prayer, or just to think about three things that you're grateful for today before you get out of bed. And slowly you can start adding on to that morning routine. But here's the kicker. The small changes that you're going to implement right now, they are just as easy to do as they are to not do. So while it may sound simple to add in 10 minutes of reading, skipping it is just as easy. Or like I think about um, my nightly skincare routine. And sometimes it's all I can do to just do a like a makeup wipe on my face and call it good. But when I think about my long-term goals for my skin as I age, it really shifts my mindset in that moment. And I can think, okay, five minutes to do three steps versus a one-step swipe and go to sleep it's going to pay off. But that five minutes is so easy to skip. We get tired. We tell ourselves that it's not going to matter, that missing one night isn't going to hurt. Well, one night a week can lead to three nights a week. And, you know, before I know it next year, when I look in the mirror a year from now at the age of 48, I might not be happy with my skin. So also on another side note here is know that following through on what you told yourself you were going to do is one of the easiest ways to build confidence. So when you skip the little things that you agreed to, even if you just made an agreement with yourself, you start to erode your credibility with yourself. So that's just a side note. But why is it so hard to follow through on what we told ourselves that we wanted and why can we want it so badly and we can have the best of intentions and we can be convinced that we're going to change 
Why do we choose the cheeseburger and fries? Because we know that it's not going to kill us today. Why do we drink every single night right now? Because it might be just a minor nuisance right now to wake up with a hangover. Why do we continue smoking even though we've had loved ones who've died of cancer? Because we think we have plenty of time to course correct and because we're not going to die of lung cancer tomorrow. But when we can acknowledge the ever so slight effect of our everyday decisions, we can look at how this habit over time can put us in a downward trajectory And we may not feel the repercussions right in that moment, maybe not even a month from now or six months or a year from now, but it is taking us one direction or another. We're either growing or we are dying and there is no in between. We think there is because we don't feel it today. And that's why building habits can be so hard because we don't see the payoff right away. Three days of workouts and you're still out of shape. You might save a little money each week with your paycheck, but you're still not a millionaire six months from now, a year from now. And it's so easy to quit when we're not seeing immediate results. And so another thing that I want to share with you from James Clear, again, the author of Atomic Habits, excellent book, is he says, when determining the size or complexity of a new habit, ask yourself, what can I stick to on even my worst day? Start there. Master the art of showing up and then advance. I loved that. What can I stick to even on my worst day? Start there. Master the art of showing up and being consistent with that before you set some huge audacious goal. And so one of the best ways to implement a new habit is to associate it with a cue, like I mentioned with my thyroid medication. Um you know, going to the bathroom. It's instinctual now. We flush the toilet, we wash our hands. For me, my alarm goes off, boom, take my thyroid med. So I've also been working on the habit of, um, like I mentioned earlier, about reaching for my phone all the time. Man, I mean, I know that there's not one person listening probably who couldn't, who couldn't agree with that, that that's an issue for you as well. So I don't feel alone because I know that it is so, so common. I remember noticing when one of my babies was a newborn and he was in the living room and I'd walked into the kitchen and I went to go probably get a glass of water or something. And I heard him cry from the living room. And as soon as I heard that shrill, I went to the pantry instead. And I reached for a bag of pretzels. And I, in that moment, again, this was a, this was a proud moment because I, something in me alerted myself to go, oh my gosh, do you realize what you just did? He cried. You went for carbs. (laughs) Crying baby equals carbs to soothe myself and to comfort myself. And when we can recognize those habits, that is powerful because then we can replace them. And that is such a, an empowering place to be. Once you have created these new habits, they don't require a ton of energy or effort on your part because you're setting new patterns and they're going to happen automatically. 
And so I want to leave you with this. As I was preparing for this episode, I was dusting off my bookshelf and I saw my little tabletop calendar. It was a little scripture verse of the day calendar that my friend Sheila had given me for my birthday. And so I flipped it to that day's date. And the verse of the day was Galatians 6, 9. And it says, And let us not tire of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. (laughs) And I just laughed. I was like, okay, God, I got it. It is confirmed. This is the topic for this episode. So remember, start small. What can you stick with on even your worst day? Stay consistent with that and don't give up and you will reap the harvest. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're loving what you're hearing and you know somebody who could benefit from this episode, please spread the love and share this with them. And I would be so grateful if you could take a moment to write a quick review wherever you're listening. Your feedback really matters to me. And don't forget to tag me on social media at Shelly Simonson Fitness on Instagram and share your favorite takeaway. Learn more about how you can get in touch with me in the show notes. See you next time.